0: Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Gisela Aguiar, and every Sunday is Psalm Sunday. I'll be reading one or two psalms and explaining how they point to Jesus Christ and the good news of his true salvation and or Bible prophecy. I'll also show you how to pray the psalms. I pray that as you hear God's word, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. As you become rooted in the Word, you'll also be rooted in the hope, joy, and peace that only the living God, Jesus Christ, can give. Be blessed. Psalm 56. Are you walking before God in His mercy and the light of life? Between increasing unrest and lawlessness, wars and rumors of wars, throw in terrorism and persecution and we've got a very dark and evil world. We can ask, where is God's mercy? Where is his light of life? What's more, how much longer do we have to live in this darkness? In this Psalm, we can feel David's fear and pain, but we also realize that our answer, our light, is not in this world. Let's dig in, Psalm 56. The introduction goes for the choir director, a psalm or or miktam of David regarding the time the Philistines seized him in Gath to be sung to the tune, Dove on Distant Oaks or Dove in Distant (sighs) lands. Oh, God, have mercy on me, for people are hounding me. My foes attack me all day long. I am constantly hounded by those who slander me. And many are boldly attacking me. But when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. I praise God for what he has promised. I trust in God. So why should I be afraid? What can mere mortals do to me? They are always twisting what I say. They spend their days plotting to harm me. They come together to spy on me, watching my every step, eager to kill me. Don't let them get away with their wickedness. In your anger, O God, bring them down. You keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. My enemies will retreat when I call to you for help. This I know, God is on my side i praise god for what he has promised yes i praise the lord for what he has promised i trust in god so why should i be afraid what can mere mortals do to me i will fulfill my vows to you O god and i will offer a sacrifice of thanks for your help for you have rescued me from death you have kept my feet from slipping So now I can walk in your presence, O God, in your life-giving light. So this is the backstory. So many of the Psalms were not just poems, but songs. Thus, some have instructions to sing them to known tunes of that day. It's interesting that the name of the tune is the silent dove of distant oaks or lands. Some Bible scholars surmise that he's talking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Pastor Sandy Adams explains, quote, He is indeed the silent dove in distant lands. The Holy Spirit is a long way from home. He works silently in the hearts of men, but his ministry is powerful and strategic. The psalm is also labeled a mictam of David when the Philistines captured him in Gath. And that story is found in 1 Samuel 18. David went to Gath, home of Goliath, naively thinking his enemies would grant him exile. Instead, they took him prisoner. He escaped only by pretending madness and insanity. So, in 1 Samuel 20. Uh, end quote. And you can click on over to my blog. The link is in the show notes so you can dig deeper into those stories of uh, 1 Samuel um, 18, 19, and 20. Needless to say, David was having a bad day. So here he was, God's anointed King of Israel. And he was trying to hide from King Saul who wanted to kill him. And he makes a bad decision and goes to his other enemy, the Philistines. So he prays, Oh God, have mercy on me. And we say that a lot, Lord have mercy. Usually it's when things aren't going as we planned. We may say it in jest to make ourselves feel better, but why don't we actually make it a heartfelt prayer? Living in a scary world, it's easy for us to lose heart and be afraid of what may or may not happen tomorrow. That's why verses three and four are important. They read again, but when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. I praise God for what he has promised. I trust in God. So why should I be afraid? What can mere mortals do to me? He says that line twice. What can mere mortals do to me? In that day, God promised David that he'd be king. Clearly, he trusted that God would keep his promise. So he reassures himself with, what can mere mortals do to me? Paul reassures us in Romans eight thirty-one to 34. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us. Getting away with wickedness. What's more, looking around the world today, verses five to seven can apply to us now. Evil people twist people's words. Our technology spies on us, eager to rip us off. We cry, don't let them get away with their wickedness. In your anger, oh God, bring them down. God knows what you're going through. You may not feel it all the time, but God does know what you're going through. He keeps track of all your sorrows, your wanderings, and he's collected all your tears in his bottle. He's recorded each one in his book. God is on your side. And he keeps his promises. We can praise God for what he has promised and trust him why should you be afraid what can mere mortals do to you we must thank him every day for what he's given us he rescued us from death by sending his son jesus the light of life to save us he keeps our feet from slipping if we put our total and complete trust in him when we surrender our lives to jesus we walk in his presence in his light furthermore no matter how dark the world is the darkness can never extinguish it john wrote in first chapter of the gospel of john verse 4 the word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it and later jesus himself said John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. By now, if you've been following all the Praying the Psalms post, you know that you can take the words of these Psalms and rewrite them into your own words and pray them back to God. This exercise helps us get closer to God and strengthen our relationship with Him. Which brings the question, do you have a relationship with him? Jesus said to us in Revelation 3.20, look, I stand at the door, knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart. Isn't it about time you let him in? So what are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace, his mercy is light, the confident hope of eternal life. If you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over my blog, click where it says how to know Jesus. In the bottom of today's blog, I've got two worship songs in there. I am a child of God and who you say I am. Soledad Gloria, to God alone be the glory. If you're just starting to read the Bible and prefer to hold a book in your hands rather than use an app, it's a good idea to get a study Bible. But which version or translation is best? There are too many to choose from. As a former Catholic, it helped me to have a Bible translation in plain everyday English. When I first started going back to church, a well meaning friend told me to get a King James Version. Well guess what? I got frustrated with the these and the thous and stopped reading it, totally defeating the purpose. Eventually, I got the new international version, and that was great for a new Christian to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Today, I also study from the New Living Translation. I'm an affiliate of Christian book distributors, and I've chosen two study Bibles that would be great for the new Christian believer. Check them out. The link is in the show notes. friends we are living in strange crazy times the last days the end times but know that things aren't falling apart they are falling into place jesus said in revelation 3 20 to 22 look i stand at the door and knock if you hear my voice and open the door i will come in and we will share a meal together as friends Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door.